Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Our Matrix server is about as free as Internet chat can be. Join the existing rooms or create your own at chat.freetalklive.com. Declare your independence on the Free Talk Live Network. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember. I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Declare your independence with me, Ernest Hancock. On oh, declare your independence. That's oh, another independence declaring kind of individuals. Gabe Blomgren and Caleb Collier. Now, uh, Caleb is a. I don't know if you can be a former Marine. I'm not sure you're allowed to. You're a Marine. You know, we have uh, Caleb Collier is a Marine. He's with the faith portion of. Turning Point USA. So that's interesting. We've you know had conversations with them. Um, he was also a city councilman in Spokane Valley in Washington there. And we, in a pre-interview, we didn't get to talk. I go, oh, we'll save that. You know, that, that, that's going to be fun, fun. Because I've been to Spokane. I tell you, man, there's enough purple hair there. But, you know, there is a, 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 a resistance, a pushback. Now, Gabe Blomgren, he's a associate pastor and worship leader at on Fire Ministries in Spokane, Washington, which over the years I have attended several times. And uh, so they got it going on. They have a lot of people. They are, man, they are in the aisles. We be a worshiping. So this is, and that's one thing, you know, a lot of people, they don't know, um, you know, what it really is to have a worship service. You know, if you're from the South or or Baptist or non-denominational law, you find the right one, you'll see that it's not just getting the message, it's putting yourself in the right frame of mind to receive it. And there's so much that is in the worship part of it. And you'll go, ah, you know, some place, man, they don't stop a lot of times. I mean, it's just, it, we doing the music and singing, we're getting in the mood. And that is what, uh, you got to find God. I mean, where, 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 where do you find God? Well, you know, in your heart, you know, but uh, do you find it in the state? Should you? Church and state. I the very first thing as we have Gabe and uh, Caleb explain that to me. I'm going, oh man, you got you got to help me out, guys. You know, go ahead and let's start off with the definition of church and state as the name of your podcast, and we'll get into the podcast what we can do to help. And I want to introduce you to our audience because you know 
Times are coming. This is a good versus evil thing. You've been hearing me really focus on this of late. And here is another big, giant Patriot missile in our quiver, you know, of uh, uh, God's fight against evil. Could it be Satan that we're up against? Well, let's find out. Gabe Blomgren, explain it to us, will you please? Yeah, thank you so much, Ernie, for having us on. We just we, we just want to, first of all, say thank you, Caleb, from the bottom of our hearts. We, we just appreciate your hard work and effort that you and your wife and your team for years have been doing. And just we, we want to be as the younger generation just coming in right behind you and pushing against the beast. And the beast now is very clear that Satan has taken off the gloves. One of the biggest lies that the humanity ever bought into is Satan tried to sell that he did not exist. And that, that you know, through evolution and, and through science, that there was no God. And on top of having no God, there was no, there was no evil. It was just all just humanism. And we're here, a ball of goo, and we just ended up into something here. And, but the reality is, is right now, our enemy... Thank you, Lord, is actually during the Grammys. Do, you know, you, we have homosexuals who now are, are wearing Lucifer outfits, you know, with the horns. And, oh, and it's just absolutely decadent. Every Super Bowl is basically just a ritualistic ceremony. We have right now the unveiling that's happened over years and years. One of the first radio shows Caleb and I ever did. We talked about Epstein Island. We talked about the pedophilia. We talked about adrenochrome. We talked about all the evil that's around the earth. So right now we see the unmasking of Satan. And now the permission slip for the church to arise is here because David was able to kill Philistines. You know, he knew who his enemy was. And and people are going to take and twist my words and I'm, I'm, I'm saying, hey, we need to get into a physical conflict. That, that may come because we have to have a defensive posture. But here's the reality is, is our enemy has unveiled who he is. And Matthew 16, 18 says, the gates of hell shall not prevail against his church or ecclesia, his gathering, his body. Um, and so Caleb and I took this, just, you know, we just realized Alex Jones and a lot of who are our heroes who had woke us up to the reality of things around us, they would talk about Jesus to an extent. And, and I, we just realized there is no political solution to a spiritual problem. We know that now we, we can diagnose it. We can diagnose it. We can, we can go vote. We can go do everything civically we can, but the reality is it's man's heart. Man's heart is inherently evil, and the Constitution is not fit. Caleb, hold up the Constitution, because that's what Caleb's all about. The Constitution is only works for a moral people, and I'm holding the, the, a physical copy of the Holy Bible, the written Word of God. You know, these guys were not deists. They were not. Daniel Webster was a card-carrying evangelist and pastor and preacher. Okay, we, we had the signers of the Declaration. There was four confirmed pastors. We're also legislators. So we... We're we're reopening th this this subject. Yeah. So so I guess the the answer to your question on that is is most of your audience is going to be familiar with this idea of separation of church and state, which is found nowhere in our founding documents. It's not in the Constitution. It's not in the Declaration. It's it's not in the Bill of Rights. I challenge anyone to find it there, and I'll pay you a hundred bucks. All right. But they take it. It's a letter from Thomas Jefferson to the Danbury Baptist, assuring them that the, the state would never involve themselves in church matters. Okay, but. The left, in traditional fashion, has weaponized this. So they weaponize this so that the vast majority of Americans will just say separation of church and state. They have no idea what it even means. So what we have done on our show is we've got a pastor over here and a former politician who still works in politics, and we are breaking down that barrier. The church, Christians, should absolutely be involved in government 
if we want it to be a moral society, well, we understand that that moral standard comes from Jesus Christ, and anything in opposition to that is going to get us into the position we're in now. All right. Uh, you know, I, 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 I don't even want to give my opinion. <laughs> you know, because I, I, I want you guys to define. Because when you have a uh, the separation of church, there is a separation in the Bill of Rights. I mean, it's kind of, um, you know, there, there's no select religion. You know, it's freedom of religion. It's not, I don't want, you know, President Biden going, therefore you all are this denomination or something. I, I, you know, I, I, I vote not there. But, the, um, but I do understand your point. Morality, right and wrong, good defined versus evil defined, you know, you have to have some kind of standard by which you're defending individual rights. Because I'm a big Declaration of Independence guy. You know, it's when governments are created for one reason, defense of individual rights, free will. You know, there's no virtue enforced whatever. So when it doesn't do that, it's time to alter, abolish, it's your right, your duty. So I'm like, sign me up, man, I'm all good. Then you get a decade later, they bring the Constitution, and you know I'm not a big giant fan of the structure. I mean, how they did that, but to keep from having another revolution, we'll do that Bill of Rights thing of the ten thou shalt nots of government kind of deal, you know. So this is kind of my mindset of how this works. So when people say the Constitution, I'm not, I'm, I'm. You know, I understand that they built this structure. Might as well just call him King. I mean, I, I it's, you know, it's like. Guy, who is it? Patrick Henry, I think, or Payne. You know, goes. Uh, what happens when you have the three branches of government aligned against the rights of the individual? And I know what happens. You find yourself in a free speech zone. That's what happens. Okay. So you know. Oh, and it's constitutional. So say at the Supreme Court. So I am not. You know, by man's documents. You know, going to give that as the standard, or they pass a law or some crap like that, that has freaking really less and less to do with my life. Less and less as time goes on. So I'm much more about the spirit, you know, as it fills human beings and us having love and compassion and empathy for our fellow man. And what we're up against is not that. You know, it's a lack of empathy. It's a sociopathic because I can and you're letting me and you're stupid enough to let me. So I, I am. And they, them, those, you know, they, you know, they, you conspiracy, who are they? There are those that just want to be left alone and those that just won't leave them alone. That's who they, them, those are. I just call them T3, you know. Well, that evil, that, that, that no empathy, that because you, we're going to do it and you're going to, and you let us. So you deserve us doing it because you let us. Well, that let us is stopping that blowback, that pushback, that resistance, and I don't think they, them, those, realized when they did the lockdowns and they're forcing this stuff into our bodies and, you know, uh, uh, God needs a little help on the immune system kind of crap, you know. Whatever they were doing, I don't think they realized the blowback that was coming. And a lot of us that have been involved in politics, and I know, Caleb, you you were uh, uh, influenced by the Ron Paul revolution there for a while, and I, you, you saw the spontaneous order of people. And it was definitely, you know, a good spiritual man that was, you know, emphasizing, hey, you know, uh, Dr. Paul cured a lot of people's apathy, including my wife. And uh, she was kind of in it, you know, supporting her husband and kind of, yeah, whatever, and going through the motions until that. And I took her on the road. And I said, you got to see what's going on. And once you could see the ocean of goodness that we're in and that we're so tolerant and we're so 
um, just go along, get along, because we're just not, we don't have an evil bone in our bodies. A lot of people, they don't look to cause harm or willing to cause harm to get some benefit. So as time goes on, now we're realizing that we're in a battle. So here comes church and state ready to engage in that battle. And I need to know from you guys, go ahead and sharing yourself with the audience of what tools you bring, what emphasis you have, what effectiveness, what metric are you going to use for success? Is it the journey? You know, well, the destination is, doesn't matter about the destination, it's the journey. It's the resistance. Resistance is the goal. You know, so this is kind of what I'm seeing coming, and it's just been in the last, well, it's been building, but the epiphany has been within the last week or two. I'm going, as bad to getting ready to write about 2024, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's kind of, but then what? And then we get to have church and state on with Gabe and Gabriel, and I'm going, yeah, that's what. This is what. You want to see what? This is what. So yeah. I'm really supportive of what you know. I want you to talk about that, of your engagement in this battle, what's already happened, what you need, what you're looking for, what's your metric. Is there a geogra- geographic area that, you know, the more local the better as far as I'm concerned. But I'm just, you know, what is it that you're going to look for, the actions of people to take action, to get involved, and then what metric. And I don't give a crap about vote totals. For me, it's like general public opinion. Vote totals are like a side effect. You know, so this is the conversation I want to have and emphasize to the audience the power that you bring to it and how we can help. Absolutely. So uh, a few things that I just wanted to address. I'm right there with you. I am a declaration of independence. I am a bill of rights. As, as you said, it's a it's a thou shall not. It's and instead of uh, it, it very, very much mimics the Ten Commandments, the, the original, the, the Ten Bill of right. Rights there. And it's all directed to government. Thou shall not. Thou shall not. Uh, and I, I think um, the, the American public needs to get really familiar with two specific ones, and that's the Ninth and Tenth Amendments. I, I, I love these amendments. The, the Ninth Amendment is actually my favorite amendment, and I know that makes me a nerd, but I don't care. I'm proud of it. <laughs> the Ninth Amendment, enumerated rights. We have so many rights that the Founding Fathers didn't even talk about that we still retain, and we need to embrace that and then go to war against that. And then the, the Tenth Amendment, obviously, the the we have so many rights that, that the states retain or the people retain that we can fight back against a bloated federal government. I mean, if I would have been alive during the, the foundation of this country, I would have been an anti-federalist. I, I would have opposed what they were trying to do because right. it did have the potential to centralize government. And, and that's not something that breeds freedom. Now, to address what you were talking about with the uh, the COVID lockdowns and all this thing, and, and even going back to the, the Ron Paul revolution, I have a saying that I, I, I say all the time. Great oppression breeds great opportunity. Yeah. And that's what we saw during, let's just take COVID, for example. We saw that. They pushed so far that their oppression actually gave us a great opportunity to get more and more people engaged in the fight for freedom. And that's what we saw in Spokane. We saw it throughout the entire country. Uh, there were people who had largely just sat on the sidelines and and been comfortable because America was a great place to, to live. You know, we still had some degree of freedom. It was getting stripped away from us, but we were largely numb to that. And all of a sudden, the tyranny is right in your face. And so all these people just came out of the woodwork to fight against a tyrannical medical system at that point. Now, as far as uh, what we are trying to do on church and state, you've got a politician and you've got a pastor. 
And we are so dedicated to the cause of liberty that we'll give up anything and everything in order to continue to be in this fight. We are a, a local group uh, in, in Spokane, Washington. But that being said, we also have a national platform in church and state. Uh, and so we want to mimic this everywhere. Gabe brought up Alex Jones, and Alex Jones used to encourage his audience to start your own shows, to become the alternative media. And we heard that, and it resonated in our hearts, and we took it, and we created Church and State. And so now we offer an alternative media, and people are hungry for the truth. The more that they try to suppress it, the more that they try to bring in this idea that your truth is not necessarily my truth, it's all relative, people desire, because we're made in God's own image, we desire to find truth. And so people are hunting for it, and for us, we're offering that type of platform, and I'll, I'll turn it over to you, Gabe, to get some thoughts as well. Yeah, I, I, I've, I don't know. It's hard for me to start this because we we are in such a unique place, Ernie, and I know cards, some Christmas card. Some somehow we we find ourselves in one of those situations where it's like you're in a mall and you have to, you know, a mall you've never been to. You have to find out first where you are. And I think the Spirit of the Lord is revealing to the church and to namely those patriots who are like Gideon's men. Gideon, Gideon, he separated the thousands down to the hundreds, literally. And there was a unique breed of person who actually, the Bible talks about, they bent down and they brought the water to their mouth. They didn't shove their face into the water. In A, they weren't exhausted. And B, they were on the lookout because the enemy's prowling. He's constantly prowling. But those 300 men, they just brought calmly the water up to their mouths, and they weren't afraid. And God is uniquely bringing those people together. We live in the Pacific Northwest, Caleb and I, and it's called the Redoubt. It's a unique area that I believe is fortified. And in, in some of the books we've read, um, Joel Skousen said that this area is one of the safest areas in, in the whole entire United States. We joke around about you know, movies like Red Dawn and stuff like that. We watched as kids. We ended up in one of the greatest places. Now, unfortunately, we have Jay Inslee. We have a very, very blue state, thanks to Tacoma, thanks to Federal Way, thanks to King County in Seattle. They pushed the most extreme agendas on us on the eastern side of the state, but we're ready to push back. And here's the reality is, I'm a Christian. I'm a blood-bought, saved pastor. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, and I've been told all my life through osmosis of the church, not really verbally, but I've been told that Christians are pacifists. We should wear beauty sashes and have long hair and just be content to just take our bread and fish and, yeah, and just right be up chill. Until. <laughs> yeah, wear Birkenstocks and, and, and just be community people, but that's bull crap. Okay, We are coming down to one of the most unique times where it's a fight-or-flight response that has to be woken up in the Christian. David looked Goliath in the eye, and on the 39th day, he called him out and said, this is BS. It, you do not speak this way about the God of Israel. Okay, I know who I am. And his brothers mocked him, frankly. They said, David, you, you're just coming here for your own self. You're trying to exalt yourself. And that's usually what happens when somebody's brave enough to actually step up and say, no, I'm going to keep my church open during COVID. So, so you, you all can do whatever you want. And a lot of people will accuse you. of you're, you're trying to exalt yourself. That's absolutely a work of the devil. And we are coming in, Ernie, to 2024. And you and I and Caleb and everybody knows it, that another form of COVID has to happen. They have to do something. And the next pushback is going to be for our life. So right now we, we are, we are gathering up people who are like-minded and we ourselves are trying to gather up and, and, and solidify with people like you and yourself and what you're doing and, and, and what already works. We don't want to try to reinvent the will, but you know, there's a prophetic edge to what God has given me through the Bible. And I, I'm not going to do what thus saith the Lord, but I do know this. 
where we are going, we have to do it together. Ronald Reagan was very clear in saying, I almost kind of wish an outside alien force would come in and try to attack us. And I kind of, right now, the alien force is Satan. He has come in as a lion. He's not a lion. He comes in to steal, kill, and destroy, and he's stealing our kids. And that's where we got to say hands off. Even the gays for groomers are like, this is so gay that they're saying it's gay. They're, they're saying this is ridiculous. This is, this is absolutely abhorrent. So where are we as the church? We're still sitting back on our, on our laurels. So I'm going to be talking in circles on this show. Is It'll be sounding like I'm disrespecting the church, but I'm actually encouraging the body at the same time. And then you'll also hear me sound like the sky is falling, but you're also going to hear from me invest in gold and silver. You're also going to hear me invest in bullets. You're also going to hear me take your money and spend it on, on property. So even though the sky seems like it's falling, the church, it's time for us to rise up. I'm with you, man. All right, Gabriel. I'm, I mean, Caleb, go ahead and, uh, you know, tag, tag in on yep. that. Yeah, um, so uh, I know that you were interested in kind of uh, our history and and what we've done uh, leading up to the creation of church and state. So I I suppose it'd be a good opportunity right here to uh, to introduce the audience to us and and who we are as individuals. So uh, as you said, I I am a Marine. We never say former Marine. Uh, All the other branches can say that, and we'll make fun of you for it because we're Marines and we're the best. Um, But (laughs) I I took an oath to uphold the and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Right, and that that didn't expire. It never expired. Uh, Never expired. I, I still do that to this day. And I look around and I see a lot of domestic enemies these days. Now. As I uh, got out of the Marine Corps, I, I became an EMT. It's something Gabe and I both have in common. We were both EMTs, and so we've seen a, a lot of horrible things uh, within that uh, within that job. Uh, but then I started to get engaged in politics, and it was really um, GMOs for me. I started I started uh, actually protesting GMOs. Uh, gosh, way back in the day, I think 2011, 2012, something something like that. Uh, or no, sorry, even further back from that. Um, but uh, but then I got really involved in the Ron Paul revolution, uh, and I loved Dr. Paul. I loved his principles, his ideas on liberty, and from there I was able to take that and actually become a city council member. And so as a okay, city wait, council wait, wait, member, wait, 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 let's go. Oh, yeah. let's, let's get up to the point where you become a city council member. But why Ron Paul's effort? What what drew? Why? Yeah, so I, I started uh, reading a lot of materials, listening to a lot of individuals like Alex Jones, for example. And, um, you know, 9-11 was really kind of that wake-up moment for me. Uh, as a Marine, I was just kind of like, yeah, let's just bomb the, the entire Middle East into a parking lot and you know, turn it into a sea of glass. And then 9-11 happened, and I was in the Marine Corps when 9-11 happened, and, and everything changed. And uh, we, were, we were in a state of war. And so me being an inquisitive type of person, I started looking at things, and, and it didn't add up. Uh, you know, why? Why was why? Why was nobody uh, in the air? Why, why was anybody trying to shoot down these these planes, especially after the first one hit? Why are we blaming, uh, you know, the Iraq and Afghanistan when it was Saudi Arabians that actually hijacked the plane? Uh, how does a plane even strike the Pentagon at that level? Uh, you know, how do how do these buildings get brought down? I started asking those types of questions, and so I, I started down this path of of questioning literally everything my government was saying to me. 
Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. We're less than 24 hours away now from the New Hampshire primary. Former President Trump is facing a surging Nikki Haley even while remaining ahead in the polls. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis dropped out of the race yesterday and endorsed Trump. I've had disagreements with Donald Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. President Biden's not on the ballot after a dispute within the party over the date of the New Hampshire primary, but Biden's main challenger, Minnesota Democratic Representative Dean Phillips, is. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum is announcing that he will not be seeking a third term at the head of his state. Part of it's family. Uh, it's a, you know, we've got three, you know, people I say you got three adult kids. The Republican just ended his bid for the White House in the last few weeks. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. Have you ever watched a video on the internet and found yourself waiting for the skip the ad button? The reason this takes a few seconds is because the video delivery companies get to collect impression commission, and the viewer never sees the advertisement. The company still pays full price to run the ad. Does this sound like a scam to you? Is there any wonder why internet ads are so ineffective? For over 100 years, radio has been a proven source for companies' messages. Radio listeners are engaged and want to support the companies that sponsor the shows they're so passionate about. Simple companies like window treatments, security, pillow companies, and more have been able to break away from the big box stores, building multi-million dollar businesses. Find out what radio can do for your business. Call 877-996-4327 or advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. All right, crew, let's get her dug. Honey, you want to give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. 
still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at freetalklive.com, and you'll be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live. What's the question? You're listening to Ernest Hancock. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project with a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month for the sponsorship. It's easy to get and use Dash. You can learn more at dash.org. That's dash.org. Welcome back to Declare Your Independence with me, Ernest Hancock, on the Free Talk Live Network. Tonight's presentation is a conversation that I had with Pastor Gabe Blomgren. He's associate pastor and worship leader at On Fire Ministries in Spokane, Washington, that I have attended several times over the years in the summer when we visit up there. Very vibrant, very passionate, very committed. Now, his co-host on the show, the podcast Church and state is Caleb Collier. He joins the show and has, you know, a, a little bit different perspective. One's much more spiritual. The other one is political. And together you get a wide range of perspectives that I think is interesting. Enjoy. And then 9-11 happened. And I was in the Marine Corps when 9-11 happened. And, and everything changed. And uh, we, were, we were in a state of war. And so me being an inquisitive type of person, I started looking at things and, and it didn't add up. Uh, you know, right. why, why was, why, why was nobody, uh, in the air? Why, why was anybody trying to shoot down these, these planes, especially at the first one hit? Why are we blaming, uh, you know, the Iraq and Afghanistan when it was Saudi Arabians that actually hijacked the plane? Uh, how does a plane even strike the Pentagon at that level? Uh, you know, how do, how do these buildings get brought down? I started asking those types of questions. And so I, I started down this path of, of questioning literally everything my government was saying to me. And as I did that, I discovered these, these, these elitists are liars. And everything that they've done, you cannot have a bill in government passed the very next day after a tragedy like right. that. But it's your typical crisis and solution. They already had the Patriot Act ready to go. All they needed was that crisis. And the American people are going... Ra ra ra, USA, USA. Well, all of their liberties are getting stripped away, and so that sent me down that path of of this Ron Paul like revolution. You know, reading books like The Creature from Jekyll Island uh, that that informed me about the Federal Reserve and how how long they've actually been at this, and how many brave patriots in our past. Uh, who revisionist historians have really given a black eye, but they were fighting against this system way back then. So that, that's really what kind of brought me to that path to start trying to get involved in local government. Okay, all right. I want to emphasize this a little bit. It's very revealing. When you kind of um, start to realize that that's eh, not what they said. You know, it's not federal. It's not reserve. You know, it's a it's about control. It's about it's about it's about it's about being a marine. Being uh, oath to defend, see, it's a constitution. It's not president. You know, it's a constitution, but it's really not even that. It's the constitution, but the principle behind it, what it means. You know, there, there's something that is fundamental to our form of government and by for of people thing. The promise. What's the promise? So I want you to under, you know, um, uh, have people understand what how as a young man, a marine, you conceptualize the promise, the oath that you took. You know, it's like you, you carry around the Constitution. I understand, but it represents something. You know, it, it means something. 
what is that? And then we'll get into you going to try and and defend that as a city councilman, you know, and then you take a, another oath, I'm sure. So I, I'm, I want to understand what you thought that meant. All enemies, foreign and domestic, the United States Constitution, which means what? What the Supreme Court said it meant? I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you think it means? What, what I know about the Constitution is that this was inspired by, hold that up for me, Gabe, by that and you cannot look through our history as a nation without understanding that that Bible influenced our founding fathers more than any other uh, author, any other philosopher. They quoted from the Bible more than anyone else, more than Locke, more than anyone. And so when you look through the Bible and you understand that these ideas on liberty come from God, that's what you're defending. That's what you're taking an oath to defend. The Bible tells us that he brings us freedom. The Bible tells us in Acts 5.29 that we are to obey God rather than man. And so any time that we see a violation uh, against the Holy Scripture, then we are required as Christians, required, I'm going to emphasize that word, that we are supposed to oppose that. And so when I took an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States, I was taking an oath to uphold and defend individual liberty, the liberty that we have to live our lives, raise our families the way that we want to, send them to the proper schools that we desire, uh, all of these things that just are inherent in the fact that we are created in God's image. We have that liberty. And so that's what I was taking that oath to. All right, Gabe, you're blowing up, man. Go. Yeah, Jesus was a revolutionary. I think so many people are just, they're, they're completely misconstrued. I don't know if he was it's... He a revolutionary. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he literally said, I have come not to to bring peace but a sword that's his words he said i have come to divide houses to literally split families up because he knew the system had to come down and the reality is is jesus tore down the sanhedrin he tore down the pharisaical system of the levitical priesthood he he's the one who actually designed it up in heaven with his father but it had become so repugnant so disgusting in the executive and judicial and legislative branches the original intention was godly but now something completely different has sprung and and it's completely been polluted and in the same way jesus tore down the levitical system we see right now God moving right now and causing problems and the revealing of actual sin is happening. And then on top of it, Jesus came in and defeated the Romans on top of it. Eventually, over time, Boom. Constantine himself said, okay, I submit, I give up. Okay, mom, here, name all these places. His own mom named all the places where the miracles happened. It was all completely wrong. Then it turned into another demonic entity called the papacy. But the reality is, is we're at this crossroads right now. Romans 8, excuse me, Romans 1, chapter 18 says, For God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all godlessness and all unrighteousness of people who, by their unrighteousness, suppress the truth. And catch this, since what can be known about God is evident among them, because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes. This is speaking to the Constitution. To, to knowing that nature's God, the God of nature and nature's God, his invisible, invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen since the creation of the world, being understood through what he has made. 
As a result, people are without excuse, for they thought they knew God, but they did not glorify God or show gratitude. Instead, they became nonsensical, and their senseless minds were darkened. We are at that place right now. Rome was actually so repugnant. Everything everything was set center stage for literally a barbarian horde to eventually take them over because they had become such a desensitized, immoral people. And their spending habits were decadent. Everything Nero did was absolutely filthy. Burning Christians in, in arenas, using their bodies as torches. Now, we're not there, but the thing is, huh. we're seeing it in China. We're seeing it in China right now. We're seeing our brothers and sisters being murdered and slaughtered Yeah, no, in no, we're there. I mean, you know, maybe not, you know, in Spokane, but we're there. I mean, you know, this is, you get plenty of examples of this. You know, when you say nature's God, that's the Declaration of Independence thing. And I, I, I you're going to get me, you know, I'm just going to interrupt all time on this declaration do it though, you know you know because the thing is this declaration of independence was such a spiritual document it was a recognition of you know of god god's supremacy on all things you know on it was just so ob- we hold these truths to be freaking obvious you know so this <laughs> is that. so this is and, and the at the end of the declaration, there was a point in there, and I remember seeing a, uh, they had a celebrity reenactment sitting in Independence Hall reading lines of the Constitution. You got Danny Glover here, and I don't know, Patrick Swayze there, and whatever. And I was interested in what Mel Gibson was going to pick. I go, okay, Mr. Patriot Braveheart, give me some Mel Gibson here. What's it? We must there acquiesce in the necessity. And I'm like, boom, that's a good one. Okay. Towards the end, you know, it's like, all right. Yep, you know, it's on now. And once it started, it didn't stop. You know, there's not going to be a stop. And what happens is you have people that understand they're giving their lives or fortunes or sacred honor. And that was, that was, man, and you look at all, what happened to all the signers of the Declaration, it was not too good, okay? But did they feel the decision for that was already made before they even signed it? You know, we, we they knew what they were doing. You know, and they knew for posterity, you know, for the children, for generation next. I have 12 grandchildren. I'm in. This is, I'm not leaving this fight to them. And what's happened, I mean, what happens when grandpa's had enough? What happens when we make the decision for? What happens when you got dozens of, of uh, you know, people you're responsible for for the future to leave it better than? So this is, I'm, I'm in, I, I have an understanding, and you keep talking about truth. And I remember when we, we did a thing, it was uh, during the Revolution, and we had We Know the Truth. And, and Banksy had, I'm going to show you the artwork, you know, a, a bandit throwing a bouquet of flowers kind of thing. And that was in opposition to the bankers and such like that. Kind of, you know, Christ chasing out the money changers kind of thing. And um, we put on there, you know, Revolution, and I'll, I'll show you the graphic, but Revolution, We Know the Truth. And the biggest pushback I got, truth, what's the truth? Oh, the truth is the subjective truth, the truth. And I'm going, wow. And I go, I'll tell you what it is. It's not lies. You know what the truth is? Not a lie. That's what the truth is, at least, you know. So this was, we did Christmas cards this winter, you know, from Black Friday to Christmas, we put out thousands of Christmas cards on cars, you know, in their little side mirror there. And then we did flyers, call them trash can flyers, and I'll send you some of this stuff. These are really good activist things, and you, you like it. So this is the card, you know, the, see if I can get there. You know, we know the truth. Then on the back, 
the revolution. We know the truth. Now, where that goes, the campaign was, is it goes to open source education that we hooked up with James Corbett. And it was just century of enslavement, how and why big old conquer the world, world war one conspiracy, blah, blah, blah. Yes. The reason was, is that what's coming in 24, we knew people had to have a contextual understanding of here we go. So we're going, look, they need to understand this good evil thing. They need to have this kind of input. They need to have like church and state to give the context context of what's going on why bad guys being bad to what end for what purpose to to do what what's our role as individuals i'm not um uh i'm i'm really more about the end kind of a martin luther got the printing press and made a bunch of bibles for everybody kind of thing which is what the internet provides this next level of of resistance and i can see it coming you know it's it it something wicked this way is right here Okay, so this is the, the the motivation that I have for helping you guys. I, I it, you know, I this is what we do. You know, I'm not about oh, look at me, look at me. What's my metrics? How many people, month, money I make, whatever. It is seeding and pushing and multiplying the effort in people exactly like you guys. So this is not just an announcement. This is the beginning of how I can help you. You know, what can we do? Now, when we came, um, uh, the mindset that I have for the 2024 is um, the beginning is nigh. You know, the end is nigh. I'm going, you know, and and that has hit me before. I go, the beginning is nigh. Okay. Now, this, I'm glad you guys triggering. We have this up, and this this freaks people out. Why? Because the Patriots got a gun. What does that mean? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You know, we did that. Where that came from is a couple of years ago, we were up in Spokane. We had the love bus there. And, you know, tell the people about the event that that was, Gabe. You know, you know, paint the picture of what was going on then. Yeah, so um, actually, I'm the one who organized that one. Um, and uh, oh, okay. we've done a number of rallies uh, against the lockdowns. And so, you know, we were opposing the lockdowns, what was going on with the economy, the mandatory masking, and then the, the discussions about mandatory vaccines. And so uh, as, as I saw and I looked around, and, and this was really a motivation for me, I started seeing all these small businesses that were closing, mom-and-pop places that they'd poured everything, their lifeblood, they'd, they'd sweated and cried over these businesses, and they just started closing down. And the government had no empathy whatsoever. No, that was their intent. Exactly. Yes, they, they they wanted to break the middle class. I mean, that's that's communism in a nutshell, right? And they weaponized the health department so that the sheriff's department was not the bad guy. The sheriff's department would look at look at everyone and say, "Hey, it's not us. We have to enforce with the health department." So the health department became the stranglehold. Yes, and so yep. we we started doing these rallies, and and uh, you know one of the the talents that God has given me is is I'm able to organize people. I'm able to get them out in the streets, and so we'd had a rally before where we had about two thousand people show up and and then we planned another one a month later and that's the one that you attended and we ended up having five thousand people show up and we marched through the streets of spokane and we really pushed back and and literally a week or it was either a week or two weeks later our governor of our state actually decreased the amount of restrictions that he had implemented and so it worked uh unfortunately i had another rally right after that one and that time only 500 people showed up and it, it's unfortunate because that's the mentality of so many Americans is that they, they, they will push back 
And then when they see it starting to go in the right direction, uh, it's time to settle back down again, guys. Okay, no, no, that's when you got them on the ropes, and that's when you go after them as hard as as you possibly can. Yeah, kick them in the uh, face, leave a scar to remember you by. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, but you you were at that rally, and it was a phenomenal event, and it really gave a lot of hope to our community. You know what happened is we brought the the love bus with our sign making skills, and. Um, uh, we had the stencils, and we set up stations for people to make their own signs. And that was a laser stencil cutout of what you had at the beginning is nigh. And that was a recent one that we had done, you know, just prior to that, coming from back east. And I'm going, yeah, it's time. You know, we do, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, a patriot with a gun, ooh, a musket with a band, oh, God, heavens, a Murgatroyd. And I'm going, no, this is what's coming. It's, you know, there's there's resistance, and they try to demonize that. People are actually willing to fight for their rights. Oh, heavens, Murgatroyd, why would, why would we support someone like that? Who else are you going to support? So this is, but it has to be an individual thing. This is the one thing that I want to emphasize. There's a lot of organizations and churches and uh, 501, 508, 5050s that are out. This collective wants to serve these interests and join our collective so we can be collective and the head guy will tell you what the collective is going to do and that you go out and do it. And it's more, I, I think individuals should use those organizations for their decentralized ends of them understanding that the head of a household, the parents, the family unit, that they have to be convinced and, and not just blindly follow anything. I don't care how much of a pastor they are. This is the decentralization down to God's people that we we make the determination. We set the standard. We got the standard. It's the Bible you're holding up. I mean, holy moly. Yeah. It's just like, this is it. You know, and how many times they go, nope, you don't want a king. No, we want a king. No, you don't. Yeah, we do. No, we don't. No, you don't. Yeah, we do. Okay, you asked for it. I mean, you know, so there's so many. Yeah, and then they chose Saul because he was tall, and, and that didn't really work out too well. I, yeah, I mean, it's just, you read the Bible, and you go through it, and I've, you know, read through straight a couple of times. You did the King James because I thought I was supposed to, and then I you know, did the, uh, the Good News version so I can understand what the heck I just wrote, read. But, you know, so you go through that and you start to see that it was, you know, just, just a parallel of everything that's going on now. You know, it, it's just so repetitive, and it didn't really dawn on me what it was until we started uh, the last, oh, probably about the last five to seven years, that I started to realize the evil in the Bible, and the evil that we're going up against, was a lack of empathy. There was no love and compassion. You know, that's not how they operate. They're sociopaths, psychopaths. They literally cannot feel empathy for the other guys, and they're willing to do anything to get, maintain, enhance their power control over individuals and groups, and they'll do it because they can and it, there's no there's no mental, emotional, spiritual, moral moral block for them to do it. They just do it, and we let them. So this talk is about one of those. Us. Can we talk about one of those things that I think you know is a chief in the, in the pantheon of Satan's tricks? Please. If you you can scroll through some of the pictures you have, there's a picture of Caleb and I where we're standing in front of Planned Parenthood, and. We're in the middle of winter, freezing our tails off. This is actually, I think this is before Roe v. Wade was overturned. But what we have done in our city is our our pastor, who he, he heard from the Holy Spirit, 
we have to take the fight to the gates of hell itself. The Bible says the gates of hell in Matthew 16, 18 shall not prevail against it. And we had the realization that the gates of hell in, in, in post, you know, you know, ancient Israel were in a place called Pan's Grotto is, is very unique place, Mount Hermon. And down at the very base of this mountain, the very place where the demons had made an agreement, the fallen angels had made an agreement, we will not go back. We make a pact. We are going against Yahweh. We make a pact together. Jesus went to that place and said, nope, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Well, the particular gate in our city that God revealed was Planned Parenthood. The God of Molech, ancient, ancient God, who the Israelis even gave their children to, is an old, old ruse. He, he tricked you into believing that if you gave up your child to him, you would be prosperous in your future world and your blessing and your, your, your inheritance would be greater. And the same demise has happened to the United States of America with the passing of Roe v. Wade and then in 1971, the legalization of abortion. Our city has been murdering at the gates of hell babies, and it's still going on because Washington is a, a legislatively even looking into codifying Roe v. Wade in, in the state of Washington, which is absolutely sick and abominable. And I pray that our governor does not be struck down directly from heaven for that. But Caleb and I are freezing our tails off because our church, you can see the sound system behind it. We would have 500 people. You, we used to be on the city street side of Planned Parenthood. But what happened is we ended up getting sued. I was named in a lawsuit and four other individuals. Planned Parenthood sued us and a, a absolutely godless judge in our city broke our constitutional right of assembly and said that the five of us were interfering with health care. And they, they named a individual uh, who supposedly had about uh, some time after closing time, because we didn't even do worship, uh, and, and it wasn't loud worship with drums or anything. It was acoustic worship there. They, they said that they were grieved and it caused them innumerable, innumerable damage. They were named in the suit and we were all sued. The five of us had to go upon um, the help of our church insurance and they covered us. Uh, but the thing is, is now I, I can't even be within 200 feet of that building. My constitutional right to, to assemble, I can't be within 200 feet of that building. And right now, if I was to go there, there's a chance I could receive a $5,000 fine. And I, at this point in my life, I'm kind of thinking to myself, Ernest, why why should I give a crap what man says? Why should I care what a judge says? And and the unique thing is, I think names are important. Caleb was given the name Caleb because God knew long before time he would be taking on giants. God would have him cross the promised land. Caleb, at 80 years old, Bible Caleb, was killing giants in the promised land. My name is Gabriel. My mom wasn't saved when she named me. She did not know that I would be an oracle. I would be speaking out truth. She didn't know that I would do any of this radio stuff, but somehow I got that name. Very ironically, I don't know if you know what your name means, Ernest. Literally, when we sign documents, they're called an earnest agreement. Your name means vigor and intent. And it's not a surprise to me that we were given these names for such a time as this. And I think the permission slip that people need to know is the gates of hell are already afraid. They're shaking. We, we just have to get out there. And the gates of hell in your city could represent something else. I don't know. I'm, uh, I am affected by my name, but it wasn't the reason why I embraced the Declaration of Independence. It just was really cool to have Ernest Hancock's signature. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm in your face, man. Let's do it. So it, it does influence a lot of that. We were uh, uh, influenced by what 
names that we gave our children for other reasons, but it is, um, I don't know if it's a sign, but I'm glad that you guys are there. And I, I, wanted, I wanted to emphasize your actions because they're representative of something else. There's something else going on. There's something else going on. What what is it? You're you're beginning of what? There's there's more. You know, there's people before you, people after you, people that you're aligned with, efforts that you're making, and you're thinking that this is an inspiration for what is coming. What are you hoping as we're going in cuz everything has, you know, like they say, you know, everything has its season. Well, it's election season, okay? It's 2024, oh my goodness, season. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. 